podcast and this time we'll be discussing an interesting topic about the wealthy crypto holders as well as their challenges opportunities and significant relevance to our digital economy. So let's get started. Thank you for listening to Fen Circle and welcome to our podcast. Bitcoin is a digital asset and payment system with a market capitalization of around 452.1 billion US dollars as of February 4, 2023. It is considered by many to be one of the most successful digital currencies ever created. The first ever 
Bitcoin Exchange Traded Fund or ETF was launched in October 2021, pushing the cryptocurrency to new all-time highs. Bitcoin's stratospheric rise since 2009 has created a surprising and diverse set of millionaires and billionaires as well. But the question is, who owns the most Bitcoin? It is really tough to say for sure who owns the most Bitcoin as wallet addresses are anonymous in that they are not associated with the account owner's name. The only way to tell is if the owner has publicized their holdings. Many Bitcoin holders have made their wealth by creating products to grow Bitcoin's still asset ecosystem. For example, some have created exchanges for trading cryptocurrency and the derivatives that have emerged from it. Of course, Bitcoin was, and still is, a risky asset class. The absence of regulatory guardrails and the cryptocurrency's price volatility have attracted criminals and investors alike. But those drawbacks only serve to highlight the achievements of Bitcoin millionaires because they not only were early adapters but also predicted its uh, economic opportunity. Here are some key takeaways regarding Bitcoin. Of course, most of the folks who are into uh, the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, we all know that it was launched in 2009 and Bitcoin is the first and remains the most successful blockchain-based cryptocurrency in the world. The other interesting fact is that the price of Bitcoin is very volatile, ranging from under $10 in 2010 to 65,000 US dollars in November 2021 and back down to less than 16,000 US dollars in November 2022. And most top Bitcoin billionaires became rich by creating products and services to grow their cryptocurrency ecosystem. The overall price increase has also created millions for people that bought and held their Bitcoins. And these early adopters hope for a lucrative opportunity, started accumulating or mining in the early days and held on. Here are some of the wealthy crypto holders that we have at this point in time. Changpeng Zhao, or most popularly known as CZ, is the founder of Binance, the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchange by trading volume. According to Forbes, Zhao's net worth was estimated to be at 4.5 billion US dollars as of February 2023. Zhao, who immigrated to Canada at the age of 13 from China, 
came to Bitcoin via a poker game with friends. He went all-in on cryptocurrencies thereafter and even sold his apartment for Bitcoin in 2014. Binance, which was started in 2017, handles transactions that run into billions of dollars on a daily basis. While it may not be as well known as Coinbase to U.S. customers, Binance is bigger and offers more coins and derivatives to customers than its main competitor. The exchange's nimble ascent has taken a toll on its regulatory standing. It is under regulatory scrutiny in some financial jurisdiction and has been forced to operate without a headquarters. Song Chi Yu is the founder of Donamu, the parent company of the leading cryptocurrency exchange Upbeat in South Korea. Chi Yung launched Upbeat in 2017. Within three months, it was South Korea's top crypto exchange. According to its third quarter report, the exchange netted at 219.3 billion Korean won or equivalent to 175 million US dollars in income and in 2021 it had a total comprehensive income of 2.15 trillion Korean won or equivalent to 1.73 trillion US dollars. According to the Forbes real time billionaire list, Chi Young is worth more than 3.7 billion US dollars as of February 2023. Brian Armstrong. He's the founder of Coinbase. North America's biggest cryptocurrency exchange by trading volume. He co-founded the exchange in 2012 after quitting his job as a software engineer at Airbnb. Armstrong has a 19% stake in Coinbase and is estimated to be worth 2.7 billion US dollars according to Forbes as of February 2023. Due to its easy-to-use interface and credibility, Coinbase is considered the gateway for retail investors to join the crypto ecosystem. The exchange has suffered many hiccups, such as halts in trading while attempting to scale operations amid crypto volatility. The exchange went public in April 2021 and had a total market capitalization of 17.08 billion US dollars at a close of trading on February 17, 2023. Armstrong said he started Coinbase because he wanted the world to have a global open financial system 
that drove innovation and freedom. Jed McCallum He is a well-known figure in cryptocurrency as he was the founder of the notorious exchange Mt. Gox. He sold the exchange in 2013, one year before hackers stole nearly 460 million US dollars worth of cryptocurrency. McCaleb went on to a season launching the cryptocurrencies in blockchains Ripple and Stellar. And he still holds about 3.4 billion XRP, which at February 2023 prices sets him at close to 2.4 billion US dollars in total worth. After launching Stellar in 2014, McCallum founded the Astera Institute, a 503 nonprofit for developing technology for human advancement, and VAST, a company reportedly working on artificial gravity technology. Chris Larson He's another well-known figure in the cryptocurrency arena, having co-founded Ripple alongside Jed McCallum. He's still the executive chairman of the company. And before cryptocurrency emerged, Larson co-founded the online mortgage lender eLoan, which was later sold to Yahoo. Larson, referring to cryptocurrency and blockchain, told Forbes that the Internet of Value is more than just laying out a new way of doing finance. He said, end quote, I think fundamentally this represents the final step in globalization, unquote. Forbes placed Larson's worth at 2.2 billion US dollars as of February 2023. Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss parlayed the millions they earned from their losses against Facebook into cryptocurrencies. They became the first billionaires in the crypto ecosystem after the late 2017 surge in Bitcoin prices. Forbes estimate their net worth at 1.1 billion US dollars each. While most of their estimated wealth comes from investments in cryptocurrencies, the Winklevoss twins are also entrepreneurs who started the Gemini cryptocurrency exchange and the exchange was valued at 7.1 billion US dollars after its 400 million US dollars fundraising in November 2021. They also own Nifty Gateway, a platform to buy and sell non-fungible tokens or NFTs. Michael Saylor Bitcoin attracted numerous unconventional investors over the years. None, however, has the zeal and enthusiasm of Michael Saylor, the chief executive officer of software firm MicroStrategy Incorporated. 
The firm began acquiring the cryptocurrency in August 2020 by snapping up 250 million US dollars of Bitcoin. At the time, the firm said it was buying the cryptocurrency to better use the cash holding on its balance sheet. Over time, Sailor has become a fierce supporter of Bitcoin and appeared at news and cryptocurrency conferences to evangelize its benefits and use cases. By December 2021, MicroStrategy had increased its holding in Bitcoin to 3.5 billion US dollars, swooping in to buy the cryptocurrency during price dips. MicroStrategy's stock price skyrocketed by more than 337% as of December 2021 after it announced the Bitcoin acquisition. Meanwhile, Forbes estimates Sailor's network to be 1.6 billion US dollars as a result of his bet on Bitcoin. In December 2022, MicroStrategy again made a Bitcoin purchase, adding 2,500 more to its holdings. As of February 2023, MicroStrategy holds about 132,500 Bitcoin, which is estimated to be close to 3.2 billion US dollars. The anonymous developer of Bitcoin, Satoshi Nakamoto, is rumored to hold more than 1 million Bitcoins. However, due to the nature of cryptocurrency, this cannot be proven. But the address that holds the most Bitcoin, with more than 248,597 BTC, at February 2023, prices that's close to 6.1 billion US dollars. Contrary to the popular perception of cryptocurrencies, the wealthiest people in its ecosystem have not generated their wealth through Bitcoin investments. Instead, they have minted profits by identifying existing gaps in the crypto ecosystem and starting their products or services to flag those gaps. But what are the bottom line in all of this? As cryptocurrencies became popular, the number of people making billions of the new asset class increased. Crypto billionaires are a motley bunch and some have made their billions by providing products and services to the emerging ecosystem while others have generated profits by taking advantage of the crypto volatility. great to have you use up and welcome to Fin Circle. Let's probably start by telling us on what was your early years like prior to your cryptocurrency journey. So I, I think I started off pretty, you know, you, the regular kid, you know, finding dopamine, anything you could, trying to find fun all around. 
And uh, I think it was around the age of seven years old is when I first discovered the sense of entrepreneurship. So essentially, um, I, I, I got gifted a 3D printer. I started printing off quite ridiculous things like little objects and toys. And then I realized that you could actually you know, print more um, useful objects. So I started printing off with uh, phone cases. And then later on, um, I brought one to school, which had like a custom design in it. One of my friends said, oh, that's quite cool. Uh, can you give me one? And then I was like, okay, sure. So I did. And then a lot of people started asking for these cases. So then I ended up just, they were like, okay, I don't have, I have to pay for the materials. I don't have that much. And then I'm like, okay, why don't I actually start selling them? So then I started off selling these 3D printed phone cases. And then I ended up uh, making a website for them because I made websites even earlier than that because uh, I liked, you know, web designing, that type of stuff. Um, and then I started selling them online, and I think that was like my first time I started shipping a physical item, and it was quite, you know, a weird experience. And then I think at around the age of 10 years old is when I got into the uh, stock space. So my dad, um, he wasn't investing in stocks also like me. I asked him, what is stocks? Because I heard it online when I was researching. And then he said, stocks are basically, you buy a share of a company, you buy a little bit of a company, and every single time that company does well, you get you get rewarded for that as your, you, that part of the company you own is more valuable. I started getting into the, uh, the first stock I got in with the um, Vanguard S&P 500. That was like the first, it was an ETF stock, which is essentially the 500 biggest companies in America all bundled into one stock, which is extremely safe because it's, um, it's a low growth, low risk, low reward type of stock. And then I think at the age of 12 and 13, I started venturing out in different branches of the stock world. So then I discovered something called cryptocurrency mining. A cryptocurrency is a medium of exchange, similar to your regular cryptocurrencies like your British pound, your American dollar, your euro. However, the one distinct difference between the cryptocurrencies and regular everyday currencies are it isn't maintained, it isn't legal tender, it isn't maintained by a central bank or entity. It's owned by everyone. So essentially, there's no one controlling all the functions of the cryptocurrency. What influenced you to try Bitcoin and how did you start engaging on it? Uh, so basically, with how Bitcoin miners get rewarded is um, when you're sending transactions out to people, uh, there's a small transaction fee. Depending on your cryptocurrency, these fees will vary from like Bitcoin, which can result, depending if you use just regular Bitcoin transaction will be around a couple of dollars, maybe tens of dollars. Uh, if you use the most expensive network currently called Ethereum, it could cost up to hundreds of dollars. Uh, and basically these fees, when you send a transaction, they get sent directly to those miners. Some coins may have different tokenomics, which tokenomics basically mean the uh, the economic model of the coin and how coins are distributed. With uh, Bitcoin, 100% um, of the coins and the fees get sent to the um, people. So let's say I, uh, I send a Bitcoin transaction to you worth $100, there'll probably be maybe a $7 fee in those. That $7 will be sent to those miners who validate my transaction. You're relatively young when you started on cryptocurrency. Are there any relevant takeaways in starting early? I think the wonderful thing about cryptocurrencies that a lot of people are catching aspect on is cryptocurrencies are so new. There's no government regulation or there's little government regulation. If I were to go and try and open a stock account, I wouldn't be allowed. Like tr opening a trading account was one of the hardest things I've done. I had to use my parents and it was a big mess when they tried uh, giving their account to me and uh, with the taxes and all these legal issues, even though with an ISA, uh, it's tax free. With crypto, the beauty about crypto is it's unregulated, and some people might see that as a scary thing. However, the people themselves set their own regulation. What I mean by that is the people determine their own rules. People create their own coins. Anyone can create a coin. It's, it can, if you have the knowledge, you can create one. That's the beauty of cryptocurrencies.
I understand that you have significant financial gains on some of your cryptocurrency initiatives. What about losses? Did you have any? If you do, then how much have you lost on this uh, particular instance? I think I lost around like most in a single trade probably around sixty thousand dollars i think losing was probably one of the best things losing trades i think are a gift in disguise because it gives you more awareness of what you have to do and what to solve your mistakes and also gives you the right mentality because most of these people who've never lost cryptocurrency or lost trades before and they're getting to cryptocurrency new when they see their coins have dipped 20 percent they're panicking however people who are already experienced with this they know it's it's nothing new because at the same time it is quick dopamine that's what the reason why people get into cryptocurrencies for financial incentive yes but the same time the feeling you get once you make those gains is not comparable to anything else. The best thing I think about stocks and cryptocurrency is um, your work pays off. You do an hours of research on some coins, you you talk to different people, you hold them for a while, and then when you see that, that green percentage number and you see that the coins are up, it's that feeling you get, like your hard work has paid off, and that's what I like about cryptocurrency, is because yes, cryptocurrency can make, it can change people's lives, but also it's a feeling you get like you've actually accomplished something. When you're trading and then you see a loss of like, you lost in a day 500 pounds or 1000 pounds or something similar to this, right? Even if you're not financially that well off, you would be like, oh, okay, that sucks, whatever. You'd be quite annoyed, but you'll forget about the next day. However, that's the, that's the issue because you only see it as digits on a screen. But then let's say you're walking on the street and you dropped 1000 pounds off your pocket and then it just flew away in the wind you would feel way worse off than trading. Because trading, it feels like a game, feels like digits on a screen. People get lost into it and they don't realize the impact it has on their financial lives. Because believe it or not, that's real money. Feel free to experiment. Like I wasn't uh, good at trading from the beginning or investing at the beginning. I was experimenting, but at the same time, be reasonable with your amounts. Treat it as if it's real money instead of just some game. There are several prominent social media platforms that gives financial advice on crypto investment. What are your thoughts on that? With cryptocurrency, even though there's a lot of tremendously good advice, it's also diluted with a lot of bad advice. <clears throat> there's one thing where on TikTok, basically, TikTok it, creators, they don't make money from trading. They make money by being an influencer. They make money by people clicking on their videos and liking them and sharing them out so the algorithm can pick up their views and they get something from the TikTok creator program or they get more followers. I don't know. However, the really good advice is the boring advice. It's the advice no one wants to hear. If I were to go to tell you, and then let's say someone who's heard about this exciting new thing, cryptocurrency, and they ask me, how do I invest? I would tell them, oh, buy these coins, hold them for a long period. Maybe a couple months to a year, you'll be up 100%. They'll be like, oh, double my money in a couple months? Uh, like, they wouldn't be that excited. What do you think are the future life for cryptocurrencies in relation to our financial market? of a cryptocurrency now as the 1998 just before the tech center when it's starting to boom cryptocurrencies now are extremely undervalued because the use case they bring can completely revolutionize the world i can envision a future where 10 years instead of saying oh paypal me this amount i could say uh, oh yeah send me this via ethereum or something like this or send me this coin because i don't know what coins will be available in the future a lot of good coins will come up but cryptocurrency in general has a lot of evolution to come to what does your parents say regarding your passionate interest on cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. My parents, um, 
Yeah, like, my mother didn't really understand most about cryptocurrencies. I helped her get into it because, like, she, she's quite adventurous like me. She likes, you know, she likes experimenting with these types of things. She started asking me more about Bitcoin, Ethereum. I was intrigued because she was interested in these types of cryptos. So then I just showed her how to invest. I helped her set up an exchange account. Um, and then, yeah, she started buying into different coins. And she's <clears throat> quite happy with the result now, I think. Are you still studying at this point in time? <laughs> yes, I do go to school. Do you have any thoughts of uh, moving on considering you already have achieved significant experiences in your cryptocurrency journey? I have had a lot of thoughts of leaving it. However, I do want to go to university. Uh, I think leaving school now, I could definitely leave school now. Have, however, I think so far my workload between balancing school and balancing my work, uh, you know, my work outside of school is okay. If it gets much, much worse, I would have to contemplate it before now. I can definitely handle both. So why not, you know? What is your ultimate dream or ambition? My dream? <laughs> uh, I've quite a lot of dreams and ambitions. Huh. I think my biggest dream ever would be to, um, it would be to revolutionize the education system. I think that's my greatest dream. I think the biggest thing, with, the biggest error with the education system is the financial literacy side of it. I think a lot of people criticize me on this and say, oh, you don't need to teach a bunch of kids financial independence, etc., right? You, they'll learn it when they're adults. However, I'm not talking about things like investing in some complex things, because those are things, unless you actually enjoy them, you won't want to do them. You don't need to invest. If you want to invest, sure, but you don't need to. It isn't a thing you need to learn. However, there are simple things that I cannot believe are taught at a young age, such as most countries you can get a bank account at the age of 12 however the school will never tell you to get a bank account they never tell you to save i think credit scores are a big part of our world i disagree with credit scores however they are necessary however there's ways to improve your credit score at 16 years old by co-signing on your parents uh credit card and uh improving your credit score and that'll tremendously help you because by the age of 18 you can buy multiple you can get loans at way cheaper rates right and pay them back at uh, with more lax deadlines. I think basic finance is definitely necessary at a young age to teach. There should definitely be a finance curriculum piled around all the other stuff they teach you. Well, thanks so much, Yusa, for sharing us your valuable insights on cryptocurrency. And we wish you great success in the future. International KYC Group from Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and Singapore. We would like to express our sincere gratitude to Yusuf Altuki and Uniland for making this possible. We would like to hear from you. Share us your thoughts regarding our topics and send us a message on the Anchor Voice message box. Your message could end up on our future podcast episode. 
make sure you never miss any episodes of Fin Circle by clicking the subscribe button or follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Amazon Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Audible, Overcast, Tune In, and Anchor.fm. You can also reach us on our website at pincircle.wordpress.com and our Facebook page at Pincircle Podcast. This concludes our podcast episode today. Thank you for listening on Fin Circle. This is Ed Angelus. Let's catch up again soon. Thank you.